Welcome to Long Lost Brothers, the podcast devoted to fitness, brotherhood, and the overall acquisition of betterment. My name is Brett Scott. And I'm Jesse Cole. And we are the Long Lost Brothers. Jesse. Indeed. How's it going, man? It is going all right. It's going all right. Um, it's been quite the week. Just, uh, I'm back at work. Vacation's over. Uh, you know, just that's right. You took a full week off. So what's that like coming back into work after having a full week off? Yeah, it's like coming back to work. (laughs) (laughs) You ever been in the sun and it starts raining on you? (laughs) Nah, it's good to be back at work because I I have uh, leveraged myself into a position where my job is uh, beneficial to my fellow humans. So I, I, you know, I feel I'm lucky that I have the job I have, even if it's stressful and it is yeah. hard. And you get some, uh, some personal fulfillment out of it. Yeah, you know. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Having a fulfilling career and doing something that, that, mat- that you feel matters is, uh, you know, that's fucking awesome. I'm not flipping fucking cheeseburgers, so. Yeah. Uh, I can say, too, like, sometimes uh, it, it is important that it, it's something that you feel matters because sometimes you do shit that you can say like, yeah, like this is really important um, in the grand scheme of things. But if you aren't fulfilled by it, like, damn, like, well, and even something that's weird that I don't, that I never really thought about before though, is like, no matter what your job is, it is important because somebody's paying you to do it. So there is a need for it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It's like, it's like, I was kind of just like, you know, I'm not flipping burgers, but it's like, you know what? If somebody didn't flip burgers, my fucking lunch would suck a fucking dick. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I couldn't even do my keto. If there wasn't some my keto, keto, double fucking, uh, McDouble, no yeah. bun, no ketchup. Uh, you know, I'd be, uh, I'd be eating the fucking honey buns at the gas station. Sure. You know? I would still be uh, 40 pounds of weight. That is uh, a way to look at it, sir. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we're all, we're all bees in the colony, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I'm saying that, um, you know, you should, I think you should strive to, even if, here's the thing, you can work a job that maybe isn't, okay, like I do. Like, I work a job that is probably important society-wise. Right. Yeah. I'm a truck driver. I deliver food and supplies to stores. Like I am what right. what, what they call uh what do they call it? Necessary. Well, yeah, but um what do they, they call it for COVID? Like necessary. Yeah, oh, an essential an essential an, yeah. an essential worker. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm an essential worker as well. Yeah. Right. So I'm I, I'm like part of the supply chain. I make sure stores get their goods and you get your fucking sanitizer and food. Yeah. You know? So what the fuck, Brett? Where's the goddamn toilet paper? <laughs> so look, man. So look, it's um it it is important in the grand scheme of things, but I don't personally get fulfillment from that. Like, I don't feel like, man, I'm doing yeah. the world a service makes me feel good in my heart. But that is why I think it's important to like, to, to separate yourself from what you do. Like your job is just yeah. what the fuck you do. It's not who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And exactly. I, it took me a long time because I had a lot of like resentment towards the job that I was doing, even though I chose it, I'm like, this ain't what I really want to do. You know, I'd down talk it and shit and be like, I never want to be a truck driver, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel yeah. like I'm a truck driver. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'm not a truck driver. I'm a guy who drives a truck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I drive a truck around and I get paid for it. Um, that doesn't mean I am that. 
And so that's why I pursue all these other things outside of it, the podcast, the YouTube mm-hmm. channel, the, um, my aspirations to write things like that. I think yeah. that's important, especially if you have a job that's maybe not super fulfilling uh, personally for you to like find well, stuff and, you love you man, know, and do it. And it's like, um, you know, don't label yourself as what is, as what makes your money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I'm an actor. Are you an actor because that's what pays you, or are you an actor because that's your your craft? Right. Like, like, um, I would say that I'm like a, a fucking a, a thrill seeker. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a yeah. you know I'm I'm a philosopher uh, yeah. above uh you know I'm a, I'm a husband above uh, um being you know a care coordinator you know and, and my job sure. it, it my job it is it, it is important but it's like um. How, how would I say it? It's like I help people to try to get, uh, find stability in their life, right? Like yeah. I connect them with resources. And um, believe it or not, we, you take a lot of L's and a lot of times things don't really pan out the way you you would like them to. But you, you know, you celebrate those victories. So if I took my job as a measure of my success, mm-hmm. then I would be suicidal. Right. Because it would be just, you know, I measure it off the, you know, because I mean, like even let's take a, a drug counselor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, statistically, two out of every 10 people that go to treatment for for substance abuse disorder uh, are successful in recovery. Okay. Right. So that's 80%. So, 80% <laughs> taking L's on every product, we'll call the human, the product, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And this is not how I look at my clients. I'm just saying, like, if you want to break it down to numbers and be a, you know, uh, yeah, statistically. Okay. So, um, yeah. So you would, you know, you'd be like, I'm a terrible, I'm terrible. (laughs) Yeah. So if that's, if that is your identity, like, man, you're, you suck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's also important probably to, um, to, even with those other labels, man, is to not, not, not completely divest, like not completely uh, submit yourself to those labels, like father, right? You're much more yeah. than just, you're much more than a father. You're much more than a husband, seen, you know? I've seen people that have amazing parents that are just pieces of shit. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to name names, but dude, I know some kids that come from the upper crust that fucking did some crusty shit and they're in prison for mm-hmm. some really fucked up shit. I mean, like the fucking, what are the, the Mendez brothers, like their parents fucking took care of them. Then fucking they like shot them with shotguns because they're fucking weirdos. Yeah. I mean, there was some kind of molestation allegations. But yeah, there was, some other, there was some other fuckery going on there, but maybe not the best example. I'm just saying, I, 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 dude, I've listened to enough true pro- crime podcasts. <laughs> There's just some fucking weird fucks out there that do fucked up shit. Yeah, so, you know, sure. like, you can't base, you know, your self worth off of your professional or even off of even the outcomes of your your efforts. I think it's just about altruism and trying to just. Okay, so it's like be the change, right? Like people hate like there's like systemic racism. I hate the system. Ingrain yourself in the system. Become part of the system. Change the system by being yeah. in this. You know, change the things you fucking hate by being a part of it. It's like, man, like I hate my fucking fat belly, so I uh, started doing fucking stop eating fucking shit that makes my fucking belly fat. 
right? Yeah. And it's like, you can compare that to anything and you can quantify that to anything. It's measurable. You know what? You um, know what I think that, um, like to me, what, what I think of is like what life is, what it's supposed to be. I think that life is like, I think it's growth and experience, like experiences that you have. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you might be a father, you might be a husband, you might be a, um, or whatever, someone might be a healthcare worker, a gym teacher, yeah. whatever the fuck you are, a nurse. Okay. But you're yeah. not just that. You're not just that. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you, if you become just that, it's like, you're really limiting yourself of like Man. the experience. You know what I mean? Like yeah. life, life is like, how many experiences have you had? Right. That have nothing to do with your job that were just like, wow. Like that was a cool fucking thing I did or, or man, that was a tough time I went through. Like had nothing to do with what you do for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it I, makes you who you really are. Cause I've been everything from like, let's see, uh, I'm a landscaper, a fast food worker, uh, a foundation, uh, technician, that's a concreter, um, a drug dealer, uh, robber, um, right. You know, um, a peer right. support counselor, a community health worker, you know, um, I work on a housing grant. So I've been all of these things, right? Um, and all of those have shaped me in, in different various ways. And there, I needed each of those to make me who I am now. And taking each of those as an experience to mold you, to make you better. You know, sometimes you got to take that punch on the chin to learn how to slip, slip a jab, right? Like you don't, sometimes you don't get the thing you want. And sometimes it's not really what is the best thing for you. Sometimes, sometimes taking an L prepares you for the win. You know, it's like that. It's like that exhibition match. Does that make sense? Like, it's like you, you get in a boxing match. It doesn't mean shit. Like, you, you know, you get in those fights in middle school. Cause then when you're in high school, it's like, now we hit hard because we've grown test, you know, we've grown testosterone and man muscles, and now we hit hard. And, but I got a bunch of fights in middle school, so now I really right. know how to fist fight. And like, now yeah. I know how to bob and weave. So it's like you got to take all these little experiences and problems and shit, and learn how to make that formative to your character, so that in the future you can you can step forward and progress, and you can know when to when to stop, and you can uh, you know. You know when to how to act appropriately, or you know you can know that this just isn't what, what you want to do with yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, and none, and none of that has anything to do with uh, your profession. You know what I mean? Like not really, like who you are. Like because man, prof a profession is, is cool, right? Like you know I mean, that's how we all got our last name. Like like my my last name's Cole. I bet you guarantee some German dude was in a fucking coal mine digging out coal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, but it's not fucking uh, you know eighteen forty six. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. Jesse Cole. Well, even I then, even then, there, it, look, realistically, that dude who was digging coal, like, he was much more yeah. than a dude who dug coal. Yeah, and they only saying? knew that. They only knew that that is what his last name was because he probably fucking had a bunch of charcoal all over his clothes. You know, that's be the like, label he put on himself, man, or someone put on him. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you know, it's like like gang members get their own name. Like, oh, that's a little spooky. It's because he's a creepy <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. You know, like what? None of that. You know, none of that matters. Like, don't let like letting fucking your your way to get financial means, uh, you know. Oh, sir, I'm Define to... you. 
define you as a person. Yeah. That's that's not. I don't. I feel like that that's just an elitist bullshit that um, our culture is kind of kind yeah, of driven us up to. It's like capital. Like I'm a fan of capitalism, but I think that you know what? Beyond that, as uh, philosophically, um, there's a there's a bazillion ways to skin a cat. A tiger can change its stripes. You know, like like man, you you might not get the job you want, but there's gonna be a a job that you so fitted for you that you're going to fucking love and um, people are going to love you and treat you as you should be treated. And, and you might not even, you know, you might not even know what the fuck it is yet. And, right. you know, uh, that, that's some, that's something to look forward to. If anything, it's like, like, man, there's some, it's like not knowing uncertainty is always scary, but you know what? It's like, good because this is the opportunity i've been waiting for to fucking yeah, take it's off also, man. it's also the best like it, it it's scary but it's like it's the best like that anticipation like i don't know what's gonna happen next and then you get to experience whatever that thing that happens is like you get to actually have that experience if you just know what's coming if you you know what i mean like how great would it be just to start something brand new that was right. exciting and fun right. you know what i mean I'm gonna, okay. I'm, this is the last little thing I'm gonna talk about. This, this is all feedback from a, a a question that somebody posed um, on our social media account. Okay. Uh, j- j- um, you know, and this, all the stuff we've been talking about with the career stuff and um, what have you. So, okay. So I went from being a, a drug dealer, right? Or I like to think of a drug dealer. A drug dealer fucked everything up and got super addicted to drugs and became a drug addict. See, don't label yourself, man, because you were a yeah. shitty-ass drug dealer. No, I was a bad motherfucker. I had, <laughs> fucking, I had more hustles than a fucking toothbrush had bristles, buddy. But I smoked uh, myself retarded. So yeah. I fucking, so shit went, shit went awry, and I ended up being a fucking uh, a terrible drug dealer, and uh, just ended up robbing people and stuff like that. Not, mm-hmm. not like robbing them like, like strong-arm robbery, but like, you know, fucking hustling them out of their money. Yeah. So, I fucking relocated and got a job for ten dollars an hour. Yep. Okay, working at a pot farm, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided I'm gonna be the best motherfucking pot farmer. And not, and I don't smoke pot, and I haven't since because I decided I'm not gonna put another fucking drug in my body because it got me to this point where I can't do shit with myself. Right. I played myself the fuck out. So I'm at that point. I'm played out. So I'm like, whatever this next thing is, I don't give a fuck if it's fucking scooping dog shots in his backyard. I'm getting every fucking crumb, right? Yep. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna build my worth, and I'm gonna show motherfuckers what I'm made of, and I'm gonna make everybody that ever fucking counted me out fucking eat their words. They're gonna be fucking so sick of crow for dinner. It's gonna fucking suck for them when they're shitting out feathers, right? So that that's the attitude that I I have. Um, every job I've taken on since then, I went from uh, you know, folding joints and harvesting to being a delivery driver. And then I went into my new, my new profession of care coordination. And I decided I'm going to be the baddest motherfucker out there. I, I don't know that I am, but I'm, I'm in the fucking, t- you know, I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker in my job. I like to think I like to pretend anyway. Um, but you know, there's some, there's some statistical numbers that would verify that. Um, you know, and I, and a lot of that is genuinely caring, but I decided I'm going to be the best at this mm-hmm. and whether I'm the best or not, 
you know, in my eyes, I'm putting in the work to be badass. So yeah. as long as you carry yourself with that attitude of, you know what, I'm going to be the best. And we all have our days where we're going to suck ass at everything. We're not going to give a fuck. But if you walk into the, every new opportunity with the attitude that I'm going to own this and this is going to be my bitch. Like I hated running. I fucking still hate running, but I decided I'm going to fucking run this goddamn marathon and I'm going to fucking make running my bitch. And I did yeah. that. And so if you carry yourself with the attitude of the impossible is, is non-existent, you know, like man, the thing that you, that you have your heart set on might not, it might be the fucking poison arrow that's about to hit you in your neck. Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like man, like sometimes you have to let stuff happen to you, you know what I mean? And roll with the punches because yeah, you don't know what the fuck, you don't know how bad something could have went that you were really looking forward to. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, Man, like when I got divorced the first time, I thought that that shit was so traumatic and catastrophic to me. But dude, I don't got beef with my baby's mama. I, I mean, I do, but I don't. I'm not. Sh- I'm not shitting on her on my podcast. That's not something I would do. Right. Um, you know, I I genuinely wish her good, but I'm so fucking glad I'm not married to her. Yeah, I have, dude. The, the partner I have now is a fucking amazing. Like, too good for me. But. I bust my ass to be the best partner for her because that's the way I approach it now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I thought that fucking, you know, that whole cliche of nobody will ever break me like that again. No, the partner I have now could fucking break me again. If we broke up, I could be broken yeah. again, but yeah. Where's the fun of being invincible, man? Well, I don't know. I kind of want to fucking divorce and bounce off you be sick. Uh, but yeah, but you know, you know, lack of vulnerability is is that's for pussies. That's for fuck. Yeah. That's the toxic masculinity. Yeah, I mean, man, vulnerability. Like it, it, human beings are extremely fucking vulnerable <laughs> things. You know, I mean, it's part of who we are, and it's part yeah. of what makes experiences so fucking great. So yeah, I think. So what? What specifically was the question? So we can kind of. This you, is um, just sorry. let me. You don't have to say who it is or whatever. Just let me let me just pull it up. It's, okay. it's on, it should be on my screen on my Facebook. One sec. Oh, oh my God! The question is like to the effect of. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. I just got a brand new phone, so I'm. Struggling. I got you. I got you. I got the question right here. Okay. All right. Go All ahead. right. <clears throat> If you're trying to move forward in life and finally get your dream job and, and chance, but an obstacle stunts you, how do you keep your head up? How do you move on from that? How do you cope with the anxiety and the feeling of failure? So, so something happened to this person or some, she, she, she feels like something's standing in her way or something is, or something has, you know, it's like, Oh, here's my opportunity. And then something was like, Nope. Um, dude, that, that happens all the fucking time. Yeah. I feel like, so we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but we're, we're diving into a new book next month. And, um, one yeah. of the big things that they talk about in that book is resistance. And that's something yeah. that life that's, that's literally, it, it's kind of the way the author describes it is like a physical, almost manifestation of things in life that want to keep you from succeeding. Right. Um, it might not really be a physical thing, but that's how he, it's how he frames it. Resistance. There's this constant thing that wants to stop you from succeeding. And the best thing you can do 
to counteract resistance is just to keep doing work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and it doesn't have to be like, okay, say something stands in your way at this one opportunity to do this one thing. It, it, it didn't shut you down from doing everything else in the world or finding something very similar to that or going at it from another angle. Like you have to keep working though. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is to not let it stop you. Cause that's its goal. It's goal resistance. It's goal is to stop you from succeeding. Right. If you keep working, things start working in your favor. Little by little, you start getting other opportunities. You don't even know we're going to happen. Right. You didn't expect it all. Like you were saying, like, you don't know a month from now, you might look back at this missed opportunity as the greatest blessing you ever had. You look back and be like, Oh, thank God I dodged that bullet. You know, know, I kept grinding and get this other thing that is actually better than, than what I thought the other, you know, thing was. Well, and it's, you know, there's so much opportunity in the world that if you miss one opportunity that knocks more than once, fuck that cliche. Opportunity knocks on every door as long as you're listening, you know? Yeah. You, you got to keep moving. You got to keep working. What, you know, whatever the fuck, like, okay, this is, I'm going to, there's a last running marathon running uh, metaphor I'm going to use for the podcast for <laughs> at least two months. But okay. So I was running this marathon and, um, the train, a literal train track made me stop. Mm-hmm. Was, a train was crossing over, over by the coffee stand on Bay Street. Anybody in this area will know where that is. And if you're not from that area, I'm sorry for this very local metaphor. But it made me stop. And then I started running again, and my right knee was felt like it was fucking broken. Like I was like, I don't think this might be the end of this run. I don't think I keep. I kept fucking going because you know why? Because I don't have an option because. What what are you going to do? Curl, curl up in a fucking ball? No. You can, but you need to give yourself about 10 fucking minutes. You need to get out of that ball. You need to sharpen your fucking sword. You need to type up your resume. You need to pull yourself together. You need to straighten your fucking hair. You need to get on your contact list. You need to fucking fire up your fucking Harley and ride the fuck out and figure out what the next move is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's, there's not, nothing, there's no agency, organization, uh, circle of friends, singular person, a spiritual guru that can fucking hold you down if you believe in yourself. That's A1 advice. And I'm, and I'm, I'm telling everybody, you got you at the end of the day. At the end of the day, nobody, get, nobody has you like you do. So if you believe in yourself and you fucking grab your fucking bootstraps and pick them up, you'll be okay. No matter yeah. what. You know, yeah. I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot of fucking shit. I've been betrayed many times. I've lost some fucking jobs. I've lost a lot of friends. I fucking, you know, I, I've seen a lot of fucking bad shit happen in life, and nothing's that bad that you're not gonna be able to be, be resilient and get the back up. The anxiety, you gotta take some deep breaths. You just got, you just gotta know, and no matter what the situation arises, you gotta tell yourself, I got this. I'm going to be fine. I'm a highly capable and intelligent individual who will carry on no matter fucking what. And tomorrow's a new day. And there's going to be many blessings bestowed upon me because of the infinite wisdom of the universe is going to give me the things that I need as long as I'm in tune to receive them. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And that's all I got to say. And I know that I sound super, super woo woo guru shit, but I, those are facts. It's well, cliche, but it's it's cliche for a reason because people repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat shit that is true. You know what I mean? Like people repeat shit that works. 
So yeah, that's you how know, cliches become cliches, man. You know, good. where one door closes, another one opens, and mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't like what's inside of that next door, slam that motherfucker shut and keep walking down the hall till you find the one you do. Yeah, keep moving. Don't settle. Don't you know? Don't don't settle for what you for things that you're better than. Right. And you know. So just anyway, keep, I would I would just encourage this person to uh you know just keep stepping forward with whatever whatever the situation uh the outcome situation arises of whatever you're going through whatever hurdles you have to jump through, you know you got you got to just keep keep pushing. Keep moving. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I started in a garage. Now I got a house. I don't. My house does not have a garage, but it will one day. You know, it's gonna be okay. Yep. So wow. anyway, all right. So, uh, the okay. So let's move on um, to to the challenge that yeah. we issued last week. The, well, well, the real, real quick, real quick. Um, so that whole thing we were just doing was basically just to answer to a listener's question, right? And yeah. I think that would be a great part of the podcast if we could get, you know what I mean? If people wanted to ask questions yeah. and they don't have to be like that, like they don't have to be like personal or anything. You could be like, Hey, what's your favorite movie from the eighties? You know what I mean? Like whatever you want to fucking ask us, we would love to talk about on the show. So, it, you know, it gives us ideas and sparks things for us to talk about. So if anyone has questions or comments about the show or whatever, hit us up on Instagram, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, yeah. uh yes. at long lost brothers, underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, just search Long Lost Brothers on Facebook. Yeah, hit us up. Ask questions. I think yeah. Every every Saturday, I'll post the, you know, I'll post all our contacts on the IG page and on the Facebook page, and um and on my personal pages too, just so y'all can hit us and uh, you know, it'll it'll be a good little uh, segment that we can share and you know, give our opinion, feedback, whatever. I don't care if it's uh, Howard the Duck or. You know, what do I do if my boyfriend's cheating? Whatever, you know, we're just right. open to, uh, we're open to, to discussion. Yeah, man. I love, like, we, that, it, it, it's going to help to start some more conversations. Some, someone that we wouldn't normally have probably. So it'd be, that's great. That's exactly yeah, what we want to do here. We mostly just talk about running deadlifts and, uh, and what's on Amazon Prime and Netflix yeah. and books yep. and obscure books that nobody else has read. Right. <laughs> All right, so on to the challenge. You issued a challenge last week called Vlad the Inhaler. Yeah, it uh, has to do with Romanian deadlifts that I put to conventional deadlifts because of fear for damaged lower backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, the challenge was uh, as many 135-pound deadlifts for the males, 95 for the females, mm-hmm. as you can do in three minutes. Yeah. Um, I tapped out at 76. Yes. And I got a, well, it's kind of a surprise, actually. I got 33 reps. Okay. So you did like um, 11 set, uh, set, three sets of 11 in three minutes. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, it took me uh, one minute to do each set of eleven. I guess that doesn't sound great when I say it like that. But, no, it's not bad though. But but you you know um, you're not a crossfitter and you're not a powerlifter, so that's not bad. Yeah, I'm neither one, and I haven't lifted any fucking free weights really. I've, dumbbells is it in the Dude, past that the over a year? That was the first deadlifts I've gotten after in a little bit. But it felt good though. I'm not gonna lie. It felt good to be moving steel around. Yeah, 
It yeah. actually it inspired the challenge I'm going to issue. Like just just the the feel of weight in my hands. It felt really good. It felt like oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I was just saying on my story. I'm ready to put some calluses back on my hands. Yeah, yeah, not from uh, pull-ups, huh? Yeah, fucking. I day I did do. I got a muscle up. I I don't know if you saw that on my Instagram. I did do a muscle. I saw up. that. It wasn't pretty, but it was a muscle. No, up. no, no, no. I've never done a pretty muscle up. But hey, <laughs> it, it was a muscle up, not a gymnastic muscle up. It was yep. all muscle and chickening and pulling. But I did it. Right on. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I'll yeah. have to try. I'll have to attempt that. No, I don't know if I'll, put, I'll video my first attempt though. Be be super uh, careful on the grip skis because if you don't do it right, you're gonna have some banged up elbows and fingers. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I'm probably throw a little shock on the hands. I did not, but um, I'm a little more experienced in it. So anyway. well, it was a pretty uh pretty straightforward challenge, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, am wrap of deadlifts in three minutes. So it was good. It was good because it got us back. I mean, you had been taking some kind of break from deadlifting and shit like that because you've been on this marathon kick. I've been yeah. on basically a body weight workout routine for mm-hmm. a year now. And it was nice, man, to get back to the weights and it's kind of made me want to get back to them a little more. So that's good. Yeah. I, squ- I, I trained legs today. Right on. Yeah. I, I squatted. Good. I got three wheels today for a for a solid a solid six uh, reps for there you go yeah it's coming back coming back so I, yeah. I um what was I gonna say um shit something about fucking something about getting back into the the weights I don't uh, know why don't you give us this week's challenge sorry. okay yeah let's do that so. Because it felt so good to have that weight in my hands, I thought about something. Do you remember our first challenge, Edward oh, Gallon oh. hands? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna. Do, I'm. I'm. I'm sensing my spider senses are tingling, and they're telling me there's gonna be some some farmer carries going on. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Of a, do you you have access to dumbbells? Are they steel dumbbells oh, or are they oh, yeah. rubber dumbbells? Where are they? Oh, we got we got we got farmer carry implements. We got all the dumbbells. The the gym I go to now is sick. I'm not gonna lie. Whatever you got, yeah, they got it. Well, that's great. I don't have that, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that um, I, I think we'll be able to both be able to make do. This challenge is called the Heavy Metal Mile. Oh, oh! Now it's not as, as crazy as you might think, but it's a little more challenging than carrying the gallons of water. Now, if you remember, the gallons of water ended up only weighing about what eight pounds a piece. Yeah. And it was it was the most it bitch it was the most bitch challenge I did. It was like, hey, let's go grocery shopping and count it as a challenge. But, <laughs> so all right, this time you're gonna grab a pair of twenty five pound dumbbells and do okay. that same and do that same mile walk. I feel like we should do that but with with bicep trolls the whole time. But get get the fuck out of here. You ain't gonna do you're not gonna do a mile of bicep curls. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I can do it with fifteens, I bet. You'd be done doing the curls. Yeah, but you'd be like you like you'd start off, you'd be like, Yeah, I got I got fifteen reps and then it'd be like you'd be getting like a rep every like twenty, thirty yeah. reps. Yeah. All right, so twenty fives for a mile. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, I so think it might be more yeah. like what I intended Edward Gallon hands to be. Like it's really yeah, a, it's gonna get to your grip. You know, you're gonna start losing your grip. 
um, might make your traps a little sore. Actually, just carrying it for that long without putting it down. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. So is there in, in the gym that I train at, there's an interior track that 25 laps is one mile. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's where and it's upstairs. So I'll get to check that out. I haven't been on that track because I'm like, I ain't going to be that fucking weirdo in here running around fucking the circle over downstairs looking at me like a fucking creep. I think this will, I, I think this is gonna graduate um like through the probably the next six months or so and I think eventually we're gonna be walking with um barbells on our backs for a mile. Well you know, oh, yeah. We'll see. I've I've i I've done stuff like that with uh with one Mr. Aaron Powers. Yeah. Uh we did uh I think I don't remember how we did it but we <laughs> Have you ever done a mile though? A mile walking with a barbell on back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I ran with um. We did we did runs with um, eighty pound uh freaking punching bags on our shoulders. We ran okay. a mile. That's okay. Yeah. 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 I think a, a barbell might be more conducive. Is that? It, it might. Maybe. I mean, maybe not to running, but walking it for sure. Oh yeah. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not running with a barbell. <laughs> no, that'd be stupid. Not, yeah, not that we haven't done some stupid stuff, but like, damn. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not running with a barbell in my bag. So, so what's uh okay? So that okay, I want to tell you. I want to spend like five to seven minutes talking about um what our training looks like. Then I want to spend the rest of the episode talking about um talking about the book. Is yeah. if that's uh, all right with you? Okay, so I started this um this uh, kind of hybrid uh, thing where I'm trying to get stronger and faster at the same time and maintain low body weight through uh, the winter and then in the spring I'll, I'll start turning up the run a little more because I'm going to I think I'm going to try and do another marathon and get this one uh, a little faster I think what next spring? yeah yeah okay okay. I, I, I know that I'll, I'll be able to smoke a two hour uh, half marathon probably I want to say in the next five months I'll be able to do that yeah you, I mean you can make that part of your training for the marathon yeah. if you want to run a marathon yeah yeah, I'm um right now I'm just uh well my training is looking like the upper lower run or lower upper run is what I'm trying to do. But um I'm using conjugate method but I'm only I'm not, not it's not true conjugate. I'm just doing the dynamic effort days. So it looks like a lot of like speed squats, speed uh deadlifts and um speed bench. Yeah. And then a bunch of like bodybuilding accessories, like a lot of single joint stuff. So, um, and then I'm also using the reverse hyper and like ab rollers and like leg raises and hyper extensions and, you know, just, I'm, I'm building my core, building my butt, building my quads, building my hamstrings and, you know, just, you know, getting jacked and tan and, uh, right on. So, and then just doing, and then uh, doing like a, a short fast run and then uh, a little bit longer slower run and uh that's kind of what, what i'm trying i'm gonna try that for the next eight weeks so and then see how that works out and if it's working good we'll continue and if not we'll adjust as needed sounds good um, man i can dig it i can dig it yeah but, but yeah um my squad's coming back i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about that that's good i like uh yeah. i think um well, with my with my training, with my okay, so here's what's going on with me right now. Everything's crazy still. I remember I talked last week about how the homeschooling is all jacked up and shit. And like, it, you know, it was a rough week. Now this week was not nearly as rough. Okay, and part of that is we've, we 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 kind of found um, a solution to 
you know, me working really late and getting up really early, you know, and still trying to fit in my workouts and, you know, husband duties and doing stuff around the house, stuff like that. So it, it was getting to a point where I was like getting a couple hours of sleep a night and I'm like, this is not sustainable. And my wife's like, I fucking told you, dumbass, you got you need some help. Yeah. And like, that's so, the worst thing when the wife's right, isn't it? <laughs> so um, basically we got a tutor for my son because I was like, my wife was basically schooling our daughter and I was schooling our son and it was just too much. Like, it, yeah. it's too early to get up when I don't get home to like five, six in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so we decided to, uh, hire this tutor a couple of days a week. Okay. And so we tried it out, um, one day last week and that made a huge difference. Like I already feel like a lot better. I'm still a little behind in my sleep, but because of that one day, it's like, oh, that's nice. So, um, and now starting next week, we just, it's kind of weird, man. We were, we were talking a minute ago about how sometimes things just kind of come to you. Like when you're working towards something, other shit starts popping up. Like, you know, yeah. um, the book we're going to talk about in a little bit, like the muses, they come to fucking help you. Right. They put things in your yeah. path that are good. You know, um, when you're working, when you stay working. And so, you know, we're working towards doing, doing what we need to do, which is like, okay, my son, need someone to help him, but I can't be that person to help him. My wife can't be that person to help him. I, we, they've got to hire somebody, right? So we do that, and then we get this flyer, like, the next day on our door. It's like, oh, hey, the county or whatever, the city offers um, a free service where the kids can go there for, like, three hours a day, three days a week to do their school. Yeah. I'm like, what? Hell yeah. So, now we've got um, something in place this week, and I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I'm hoping it works out really well. My son's enjoying it, um, and hopefully this like this, the the county program or whatever, along with going to this other tutor, like kind of alleviates some of my pressure and gives me some more sleep and whatnot. I can get yeah. my workouts in again because yeah, my workouts suffered all week. Some of them like they were shortened. Some of them I didn't do. You know, there was too much other shit to do. And then today, like. Our, our refrigerator decided it was going to quit working. So I had to like me and my wife spent all day, like taking everything out of the fridge and freezer and like oh, no. defrosting it, taking it all apart in the components and like thawing it out. And like, a small long lost brother moment. Our fucking power went out to Saturday morning. Luckily <laughs> it was a certain time that I had to do all that. But dude, every time some weird shit comes up, long lost brothers, Dude, I'm telling you, look, I, I've started compiling a list of similarities that we have, like these crazy similarities. Like, I don't, I, I, we won't go into it tonight, but yeah. uh, maybe, maybe on the next episode we'll dig into it. Like, it's, it's already like a fucking, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a little fucking weird. Yeah, people. Will, so on the next episode, maybe we'll dive into why we we call each other long lost. Brother. Yeah. Like, so the counseling thing, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know that's crazy. <laughs> So, um, all right. So that's, that's my update. I'm, 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 I'm. And so I'm, you're kind of just getting dialed back into. Yeah, I, I've had a crazy couple of weeks, but I'm hopeful for the weeks ahead. Cause yeah, we put some I, things I, in place. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I, I, I didn't, uh, stay like super consistent with all my workouts, but, um, it's, I'm getting dialed in. I'll just, say that. Like, yeah, just keep moving. 
Yeah, and I and I and I, you know, I made the excuse like I ran a marathon last week. But you know, yeah. most people don't exercise, even exercise for a weekend. Turn, 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 turn. A lot of people, a lot of people will complain. Like a lot of people will be like, you know, it's all or nothing. They'll be like, oh, if I can't do the workout I want to do, am I really doing it? You know what I mean? Like if I'm not doing it perfectly, you know, is it worth doing? Yeah, it is worth yeah. doing. Man. It do, do, yeah. Doing half of what you were going to do is worth doing. It's better than doing nothing. Like it's crazy that when people are like. Man, I, I was supposed to do a five mile run today, uh, but I only have time to run two of those miles. Yeah, that, ha- that literally happened to me. I wanted to run five. Right. I didn't have time. I banged out three and yeah, then just do six, it. Three point six four. Smoked them as fast as I could. Yeah. And got the fuck out of there, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah it's better than sitting on your ass. Yeah, do something. I mean, that's the thing, man. Just keep moving. Do something. Yeah, it's silly to to. Yeah, even a small step. It's like even a small step will get you to the bus station quicker. Yeah, you're still moving forward, so don't fucking discount these tiny workouts. If you got ten minutes to fucking get a super intense workout in, because you know it's like, oh, I scheduled. I was supposed to work out for an hour today, but all this shit came up. So I like fuck it. I only got ten minutes. What can I get done in ten minutes? Well, you could run pretty fucking hard for ten minutes. Like you could do, you could do uh, some walking lunges and some push-ups for ten minutes and be fucking yeah. wrecked. You know. So yeah. I mean, CrossFit. Most of the workouts are like twelve minutes long. Exactly. Exactly. And they're like the most intense, most calorie yeah. burning fucking workouts you can do. So run your fucking day. All right. Moving on. Okay, the book. The book. What What are your kind of final thoughts on the book? We're going to wrap up what we think about the book. I think we've gone through most of okay. um, what, um, what the book is really about and things we've gotten from it. So now kind okay. of like final thoughts. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say my pros and my cons. That's how I'm going to how I'm going to Okay. break it down. My pros I like that he said the the Positive affirmations that he tells people to re to reiterate constantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, just have been confident within oneself. I like that he says uh, not to put up with um, being mistreated and keeping your uh, your priorities as your own and making sure that you tend to your priorities above other people's. Yeah. And I also like um, there's something else he said that I really thought that was uh, helpful. Oh, and not not succumbing to. Uh, Bullshit ultimatums. I think I just said that. And then I don't let people mistreat you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They, um, you know, a lot of those things I, I've already picked up kind of in my recovery, but I, I the reiteration of things that you might have, tools that fell on the bottom of your tool bag being resurfaced are often good. Okay, mm-hmm. then um, the cons, I think a lot of these are um, a lot of the things that the people that are in this book, um, I think they should probably be the. the these people need a little more help. Like these, these support groups that the guy is offering are ideal for the people that he is talking about. And it's like, and he said that a lot of his 12 steps, so this is how he got started. Yeah. So I think that a lot of it is systemically the same, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, for sure. I think, I, I think he kind of suggests like um, 12 step groups in general. Like, yeah. like, you know, these are helpful things. So, because it is, it's like a lot of the same principles and, and, and ideas of, you know, whether I don't really got it. any, any cons to this guy's ideas. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I, I think, I think for me and, and probably for you too, it's like not everything, not every single detail applied to us personally. 
So that would be kind of, it's like, and it, and that's a given. It's like most books aren't going to fucking nail you completely. Well, so, for you know? me, it's like, it just sounds like these are just people that have some of the people that he's talking about is like, like the guy where the girlfriend uh, is getting drunk and dancing with other dudes and calling him a fucking, you know, calling him names and shit in the bar and fucking, yeah. uh, my ex-wife did that to me. So at that mm-hmm. point, I guess I was that guy, right? Right, right. But it's like if I was ever, like, you know, but I've grown as a man in this time yeah. as such where if my significant other was to ever even fucking think of that, you know, like, mm-hmm. probably not, homegirl. Right. <laughs> like, fucking, you better know best. We ain't going to have, you know, we're going to be fucking looking for separate apartments. Right. You know, so like, you're, you're a little further along in your journey than I think, like the person who would need, need the book. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. I, I just feel like this book is good for somebody that isn't that. Like, this is probably a good book for somebody that needs some self-realization, yeah. um, that needs to understand that, that I think this book is like for that guy that's like a, a male feminist that um, gets demasculated a lot. Um, but no, there's a, there is some important shit in there where he talks about like, you know, getting along just to get along and just doing whatever it takes to make it so there's not drama in your life. Right. And I do that. I, I do that. And mm-hmm. that is a, some important shit. And that is a takeaway that I've taken from this book that I am trying to apply to my life in general. Yeah. Because what it does is it builds resentment. Like yeah, when you, when you and, go along just to keep the peace or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The first it, time I went to the treatment, they called that the gun sack, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you just like, you know, that's fine. No, it's fine. It's okay. You just keep putting all this bullshit in the bag. Right. And then that bag gets full and you dump that bag on whoever's on. Right. Whoever's fucking, you know, and it's usually not the person that fucking filled the bag with the bullshit that ended up being dumped on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, say something that I think that, I don't know if it's a direct quote from the book, but he's like, approach the, the bullshit as it happens. Say your, speak your feelings and speak your truth as as it's happening. Mm-hmm. So, they, so it can be dealt with and move forward. That is a good takeaway from that book. Yeah. Um, I would recommend it as a read. I don't think that, you know, it, take what applies, let the rest fly. You might be further developed. Or this might you might be just that guy that is just, you know, taking it in the fucking ass un, un, unwillingly from your baby's mom just because you feel like that's what you deserve and that's what, what it's supposed to be and you know and and fuck that dude yeah I'm, I mean I'm I'm speaking for I call it toxic men the masculinity segment there's gonna be the next about 90 seconds of me talking but as a man you need to be a man you need to um be respectful of women, treat them like queens, but you never need to be treated as less than such as a king. You are, right. you know, we, we're the providers, we're the protectors. Uh, we, you know, we do a lot of hard shit and we need to make sure that, um, you know, at the end of the day, our priorities are our priorities and they're being met. Yeah. You know, we, you know and I'm not saying to put yourself above everybody else because also goes with being a masculine uh you know that talks of masculinity well and a lot of times as a man um you dude, if, if you don't meet your own needs ain't nobody else looking out for them you know what i mean and, and, and you have to te- but the thing about being a man is you have to teach your your boys how to be men yeah. so if you're acting like a, a bitch 
you're going to treat and teach your sons to act like a bitch. And that's how we get this whole generation of uh, child molesters, rapers and fucking weirdo women beaters and shit like that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and you you know, and I, and I'm getting a little more fucking uh, a little more hyped up than I normally would on the podcast, but this is, but I don't play none of that shit. So somebody has some phones that can hit my line, um, you know. Uh, but anyway, so it's like you know, be a man, teach your to your boys how to be a man, so that they don't end up being abused in their relationships by women. They need to know that it's not okay for a woman to treat you like shit, and it's right. okay, and that you that you use your words and not your hands to. Uh, to you know fix situations with your with your significant other it's it's important that my sons see that when me and their mom have a disagreement that we can talk things out in a respectful manner and we can be mad and we can come back together and we can apologize for being mad and we don't have to put our hands on each other and we don't have yeah. to scream at each other and call people each other bad names but that's not how a relationship works right right um and and you know and I'm lucky enough that that's the way that for the most of the time that my relationship works, you know, I mean, we're not perfect. Who the fuck is, you know, but right. you know, these are the things that you're teaching your children as a man. If you want, you know, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of these young bucks that are out here just acting a fool with their old lady. And it's like, man, you, you're, you're going to raise a man. You ain't even a fucking man. You know, yeah. you ain't, you ain't holding down no job. You ain't taking care of your fucking kids. You call and watching your own kids babysitting. You yeah. know, it's like, man, I think, I, I think a big part of what I got from the book was, uh, was, was like also to like, to take that role as like, I'm the man and I'm raising my child, like, you know, teaching them the things they need to know as a man, like, don't push that on to mom. Because if you do that, you're not going to get. You're going to raise a feminine man. Yeah. And and, 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 and look, and, I, and there's nothing wrong with having a feminine side because Lord knows I'm 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 an emotional, touchy dude. I'm very in touch with my feelings. Yeah, I'm very wrong with being sensitive. Yeah, no, I'm sensitive and I'm boisterous and I'm explosive and violent. Mm. Um, so, so you know, I get the whole you get the whole bag from me. But you know, I can express my feelings without having to use my hands. But that's not always been the case. You know, yeah. so it's it, yeah. it's important that we understand that, um, you know, and that's from growth, mm-hmm. from growth of understanding my role as a man. Yeah, and, I, think, um, I, think, I think biggest takeaways for me is just like, number one, don't ever feel like you need to apologize or be ashamed of being a man, of expressing your masculine side, um, just in general to society, to your wife, to your kids, like you're a fucking man and then that's okay like there's nothing at all negative about that number two you gotta look out for your own needs it's no one else's responsibility to make sure you get your needs met so if that means you gotta get your workouts in you wanna go hang out with your buddies every once in a while you want to um, accomplish some goal or you wanna set aside something that you've always wanted to do you wanna go on a camping trip you wanna you better fucking act and do these things or they're not going to happen. Cause right. you, trust me, your wife, your girlfriend, they're not your kids. They're not sitting around thinking, how can I make it real convenient for my <laughs> man to go do the things he wants to do by himself? You know what I mean? Like they're not thinking that way. Only you, like you're a hundred percent responsible for, for those things. And so yeah, and if you don't do them, nobody else is going to, and you're going to, you're going to be unfulfilled. You're going to be like, fuck man. I always wanted to do that thing it's like well your wife's not going to help you do that thing and your kids aren't going to help you do that thing 
you have to decide like, you know what, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to let other people know this is the thing I'm doing. It's important to me. I'm going to make it happen. Okay, and this is my uh, final final thought is on this book, as it is primarily in the context of relationships is how they're talking about it, um, or you know how how he displays most of the treatment between male and female correspondence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important that we understand that um, we have a is a privilege to be the man in a relationship. You know, as as you get to you get to do these things. So, you know, being a single dude, every single dude's like, ah, oh, do what I want. Da, 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 da. But then you see so many of these single dudes that don't, aren't really mended or just, you know, they're on their Tinder swiping aimlessly. They're watching Netflix or, you know, addicted to porn or like overload, you know, and it's like, they're not doing masculine things, you know? So it's like you get, if you're in this relationship and you get to be a productive man and you get to be a father and you get to be a, a partner or, you know, you get to do these things, do them well, do them right, you know, and, 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 and be mindful of that. And, and, you know, and it's not, and, and it's not that you're a servant to this relationship, but you're a participant in it and you want to be successful in that. Right. So that's, that's my, my final take on the whole, uh, this book is though, I think it is cool that he brings up that, you know, it's kind of like almost like how to be a independent, strong, independent man instead of a strong, independent woman. And, um, Right. And that's kind of cool, but you know, um, like, I, I think, uh, yeah. overall, I think, I I think if this book came out in 2020, it would have got canceled before <laughs> it was ever printed, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But you know, I think, um, overall, <laughs> overall, um, I enjoyed the book. I got a lot from it because like I said, I, I can identify a, a lot of those behaviors and like feelings in myself, a lot of like, um, acting on out of guilt and shame and stuff like that and responding to things like from from that headspace. And, um, you know, I realized like, Hey, I can turn this shit around. I don't have to react that way. I don't have to come out of that headspace. Like, you know, I don't need to be ashamed of this or guilty of that or whatever. I'm, I'm a man and I can make my decisions, stuff like that. And, um, let's see outside of that. I think it's a good read probably for most, most men in general, just for the ideas of masculinity, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. a, a good message for men yeah. and boys. Um, and then also I will say that I did, uh, I did get from it too, is, uh, is the, that I took a look at my own life and I'm like, do I have, um, a lot of males in my life? And I'm like, no, nah, I've always felt really comfortable interacting with females I have male friends, but not a lot of them are, are, are super close. Like you and I, we can pretty much talk about anything. I feel like I think yeah. we have a good um, male relationship. Like I feel like it's positive and, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? And, um, um, but it has made me, you know, think about like, you know, maybe at some point I'll try going to a male counselor. It's cause I've never really had a male right. counselor. I've always had female counselors or, um, I even, um, so I joined a, like a, a men's group on Facebook. So just because I'm like, and there's all these fucking men's groups on Facebook. You know what I mean? But this one was specifically around this book and the wow. guy, the guy who is the, um, the, the admin in the group is a counselor to men specifically. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Like, um, to get that feedback from other men 
doing and expressing their fucking masculinity. You know what I mean? Like they'll tell you about some shit they did um, or even problems they ran into where like, man, I feel like shit, like, I, I, you know, I bitched out or whatever. And um, they, they bust each other's balls all the time in the group. And I think that's a, well, that's good. a super male thing to do. And that's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That, that camaraderie of, uh, you know, small slides that are, are man, out of love is very, very important. Sure. And also, I want to, I want to, I do want to say this because I know this has been a very masculine-centered back end of the, um, of the this episode. But um, you know, I don't want to come off in any way as, uh, as this being misogynistic or anything. Like, I love women. I treat women as queens. I know that most of the women I work with are far more intelligent, and resourceful, and and just better people than I am in general most of the time. But um. So I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any women, but I just, I just, I am a believer that there is a specific role for men and women, and I, and I understand sure. that there is people of every spectrum from, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm not like super open liberal, but like gender fluid with all that. Like I, I don't understand that a hundred percent, but um, but there's you know, a spectrum it, of human beings. Yeah, yeah, but but I know some girls that act like dudes that I've been straight up homies with. Yeah. I'm not gonna call their name out because I ain't out on people like that. But like, <laughs> they know who I are if they're listening. You know. Um, yeah. So you know, like I, I have a very wide spectrum of friends of all. Uh, genders and races and creeds, creeds and identity, sexual identities and everything like that. So, but I do feel that there's a, a male and a female uh, roles in, in most relationships. And I feel if these roles are, are um, performed correctly and, you know, and, and, te- and, you know, you're understanding of each other and where each other fail and support each other in that. It makes your relationship so much stronger. And I would encourage you to do that. And, you know, yeah, you know allow each all, other. like I love yeah, to be that like, and it, challenge each other, for sure. challenge like, you, you know, like, um, a beautiful enemy is your best partner. Somebody that's going to say, Hey, you think this, but why do you think this? What if you thought about it like this, yeah. you know, and, 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 and sometimes you can help each other reframe things. Cause I know sometimes my girlfriend comes up a little bit abrasive, but usually she can help me put my head on straight and help me get back in the fight when I'm failing yeah, and, and sure, having, sure. A, having a partner that can do that. That's like having fucking Nick in your corner saying, come on, rock, you know, yeah. it, yep. it, and get back up and take five more shots, then you fucking throw that two piece and put old Apollo Creed in the dirt, right? Indeed. All right. That's not that's not how the movie ended, but it sounded good to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're running super fucking long tonight. I know. Uh, we're always like, we're gonna get a short episode. Do we go two hours? Yeah. Okay. So um, here's the, I got an idea though. Let's uh, since this is the end of the month, um, uh, let's wait until the next episode, which will be in October. And we can announce the new book the first episode of October. Does that sound good? Yes. That sounds very good. I think we should just probably tie it up right here. Yes, thank sir. the listeners. Thank you, Brett. This has been a very uh very enjoyable conversation and I hope that um our listener that you know wrote in, listens tomorrow, gets something out of what our feedback and you know, uh it's all love and um yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate you, Long Lost Brothers, signing out. We'll see you in October. Later. Bye.